listening to Evolve with Nicolette, a bad bitch healing. What is poppin' everybody? It's your girl Nicolette and it is episode two of the Evolve with Nicolette podcast. It has been a while since I've released my last episode, but so much stuff has changed and transpired since then. I feel like that has been the theme of my life for the last eight months, but I want to share the wisdom and not unpack the experience because I must admit, this is my second, or no, this is my fourth take of trying to do this episode. Now, at the same time, to be all the way transparent, I have been avoiding this episode for a while, unconsciously and consciously, because the last eight months have been so heavy that even I have yet to process everything and to decompress from it all. But what I have learned is that the more that I resist and the more that I try to control, the more opposite things go my way. (laughs) Now, I'm a Virgo, honey. I'm someone that needs to have a plan. I need to know where we're going. I I don't know where we're stopping. What's the end result? What's happening? I need the plan at all times. I need the shopping list, okay? But life doesn't work like that. And that's why I feel like as I step into my power of being a super expander and being a powerful manifester, I do myself such a disservice when I get stuck in the process of it all. Because that is not our job, is the how. That is not where we're supposed to be. That's not where we're supposed to reside. You're supposed to have the vision for your life and understand that that is coming and going to happen for you. And if anything, what you have in mind, and if not that, something better than what you had envisioned for your life. The last eight months have just been survivor mode for me. And not just myself, but for my husband and I, and even my kids. And probably that has been the most challenging part of this whole thing is about how the last eight months have affected my sons. Things did not unfold the way how I thought they would, which was heavy, but I have learned so much of myself and my strength during this time. Now, in front of me, I have a list of what has happened and since October of last year, because I, I had to process what, like trying to even start the process of healing from this very traumatic time period in my life. So much has happened. And at the time when I ended episode, ended on episode 60 last season, so that was season three, and I was talking about being a super expander and leaving TJN and moving to One Down and the opportunity with Kumu. I had been hiding that I was selling our home, or my husband and I were selling our home. And at the time, right, the whole end vision of selling our home was that it's going to lead to the life that we've been wanting for ourselves for a very long time. And my husband and I don't come from money. So it's not like we have a trust fund or we have money that we're able to, you know, invest the way how we want to invest with. This home 
has been part of the decision-making process for many years since the sale of our first house. This was never, our Orange County house was never going to be our forever home. And a lot of people are always like, what, why? It was so beautiful and all the things, but it's like, baby, I don't even have to explain what the end vision looks like right now. But the fact that I see it, like, that's the thing is that I'm not in the business of trying to convince people my vision. It's not meant for everybody to see. It's meant for myself, for my husband, because we're very parallel and very in sync on this, right? The vision that we have for ourselves, but not only that, but the decisions that we make right now will affect our sons in the future. And we're trying to set them up so that they can have options and they can have the means to do it with their life that what they want. And as you know, and with that comes, you know, you need to have the money to do those things. So we want to be able to leave them the options to be able to leave them the space to be able to do what they want. And that's the legacy that we want to live. We don't uh, to leave behind. We don't want to leave them these big old businesses that we want them to take over. That would be great. But this vision that we have for ourselves is for our husband and I and setting up our sons for an even better life for them is the thing that we hold on to. And that was the goal of selling this house. But little did I know that nothing was going to go as planned. <laughs> nothing was going to go the way how I wanted it to be. And I underestimated how tough and how challenging this season of our life was going to be. And I'm talking about it from a perspective of where I feel like we're coming on the other side of it now. Definitely the energy has changed. Definitely things have shifted. We are in our new house right now. Um, but it was hard for me to bring myself to do this episode because I must say I have felt the most hopeless of times, hopeless seasons of my life than I ever have felt before than in the last couple of months. And how much I was living in so much of limiting beliefs, so much of scarcity. We were just surviving from January to March. Or not even that, from January to May. And as we were selling our home and so much had been going on, now the sell of our home, the most probably painless of processes fantastic real estate agents, I always knew that they were going to be the ones that were going to sell our home. And we were in the height of the market and the height of all the stuff that was happening in the world. We benefited definitely from the housing boom and everything that was happening at that time. But at the same stroke of that pen... <laughs> we were affected big time by the housing crisis that was happening at the same time as the housing boom, right? And I'm saying housing boom because if you were selling, this was the time to sell your home because never did I think that my house would go for the price that it went for and it's life-changing money. But the part that I got messed up 
was that money was the answer to all of it. And it actually wasn't. First of all, we were offering three, six to almost a year up front just to rent a place. How fucking crazy is that? But I had no idea. We had no idea that it was going to be that challenging to find a rental at that time. And it was insane. And even though we had entertained going back home and I wasn't really feeling the community that we were living in and the school my kids were going to and all of the things, just to not have to unpack this part of it, but I really felt like we were living in the South and this part of Orange County was severely backwards. And for my husband and I, we grew up in such culturally rich areas that, you know, I grew up with alongside Samoans, black people, Asians, and not just Asian, but like specifically Filipino and Latinos, all type of Latinos, specifically Mexican, right? Like I grew up with so much culture around in my life that not seeing that for my sons was very hard for me to swallow. You know, having mixed boys and mixed Mexican Filipino boys, I wanted them to grow up the way how I did, but fuck was I wrong because that was my experience to have and probably wasn't meant for them to have, right? As we were selling our home, I have to talk about this part though because I don't want to really go down through the months because that's the way how I have it in my notes is October this happened, November this happened, but I want to share the wisdom of it all because I couldn't have done this episode in March I couldn't have done this episode in April. I could have maybe done it in May, but I definitely was in recovery mode. I still am in recovery mode of everything that has transpired. But along with us having to sell our home and having to move out of our home, the amount of stuff I have accumulated over the years was absolutely ridiculous. But even that is a whole nother issue in itself. And I feel like I'll, I might have to do a separate episode on stuff and the purging of things and our attachment to things. When we were moving out of our home, my husband ended up in the hospital with a really bad blood infection. And I want to share this part because the height of us feeling excited to have sold our home and to make the money that we did because it's life-changing money. At the same time, the bittersweet feeling of having to leave from our home that we have made so many memories from, but at the same time have had very dark moments in this home. You know, and it's the home that, like, my kids grew up in, and it's, you know, their childhood home. The way how our nervous system was reacting to all the stress that we were putting through it. The day that we moved out of our house was the culmination of all of that stress. So from January, you know, we we officially sold and closed escrow on January 3rd. The money hit our bank account, I think the next day. And it was a sign of relief, but then also a big pit of sadness in our stomach at the same time. The stress started to set in of having to find a place. And as we were noticing that it was very difficult and didn't realize how challenging it was going to be, our nervous system was taking such 
a hit at this time. My husband and I were breaking out with hives. At the time, we're thinking that, oh, we ate seafood or we ate this. And granted, all the things that we had been eating at the time is normal stuff that we'd be eating. So the fact that we were getting hives and stuff, I knew better. I knew that my body was sending me an alarm of all the stress that we have been dealing with. This is my body being like, we've had enough. We're stressed. This is a lot. And you need to get your shit together. Because I would break out in hives every day. Or I would break out in hives in the morning, be fine during the day, and then break out at night. Then it started to manifest into the swelling of my face. Specifically in my mouth area where my lips would blow up. And my my chin would get super hard like a brick. That to the point where I'd feel like, oh my God, like, am I tripping? And the same thing was happening to my husband. And mind you, my kids were eating the same thing. So the fact that they weren't getting hives either, I knew that this had nothing to do with what we were eating, but totally with the stress that we were going through at the time. And on the day that we left our home, or the two days, the day before we were leaving, my husband got super, super sick. So sick that I've never seen him that sick before. And at the time, he had been complaining about his leg being swollen and being super hot, like it had a fever. I was in no shape or way or form to even comprehend, to be able to even put that on my plate at the time. Because him being... um you know, sick in bed, that left everything up to me to move into the house. And listen, it's a little under 2,000 square feet. We had we had lived there for six years. Six years of stuff had to be put away and purged and all the things and ready to leave and to clean for the buyers to move in. And when on top of this, we had the made, we had made the very tough decision of having to go be with my mom and luckily and in such deepest gratitude um, that my mom and dad had the space but we needed we did not find a house in time to make the transition from the time we needed to leave our home into the next one the housing market was so crazy that it was extremely difficult and we did not find a place in time before we had to leave so we kind of were like well I guess it's time to go back home and luckily for us that my parents had the space, but it was the worst case scenario possible because obviously we're a family of five and we're a lot, right? And having to inconvenience my parents was definitely something that we did not want to do. Uh, but luckily for us that we were able to have them to fall back on and I'll always be super thankful um, and, you know, very apologetic about because it was a decision that had to be made pretty fast because we were leaving it until last minute to find a spot. But we were going up against, you know, for a rental, there was houses that had 40, 60 applications within the hours of it being listed on Zillow. And, you know, I'll never forget this moment. There was a house that we went to go see and it had a line of 40, 50 people out the door just to go in and to see it. And that was the first time that I felt hopeless in my life. Because when we pulled out of the cul-de-sac, 
I broke down in tears and was like, what the fuck is happening? And I cried from Cyprus all the way back to Carson. So that's a pretty good, what, like a 13 mile drive. And I just cried. I let out all my frustration in my car ride back to my and back to my parents' house because we were gonna meet them for dinner that night. And at that time had no idea what was to come for us, right? Like when we thought we were putting up our house for sale, that we thought it was just gonna be like, oh my God, we're gonna make life-changing money. We're gonna move into a rental and everything will be fine. Not a big deal. I don't like living out here in Orange County, but I don't want to move my kids from their school. The universe heard me and was like, well, you don't like it out here? Let's go back home. And damn, did reality hit me in the face. And not just hit me in the face, it smacked me upside my head. Because the day that we moved into my mom's house, we had to rush Moose to the hospital. And when I talk about the culmination of all this stress we were putting on our bodies, Moose's nervous system literally collapsed. And Moose ended up having a quite life-threatening blood infection in his leg. And it got swollen so bad that his skin started to break. And liquid was starting to come out of, like, that that fluid that was swelling in his leg was seeping out of his skin. And his skin was breaking to the point where it looked like a zombie bit a 10 inch hole into his leg. And I remember literally like life just kind of like setting in, like the reality of life setting in and was like, what the fuck? How did we get here? How did we get here? How is it that I'm in the hospital? How is it that Moose is here for four days? And this is what's happening. What the fuck is happening right now? And I felt like it was every reminder. Like I remember looking at him and just kind of being in, you know, ah, it brings me emotional because I remember like we both just kind of broke down and was like, we're going through so much and we need to slow this all down. The panic, the, the hopelessness, all of it. Um, and because it was something that was super life-threatening. They were worried about him having blood clots. They were worried about him and his blood pressure. So much was happening. And it was kind of like everything didn't matter. It didn't matter where we were living. It didn't matter where all of our things were. Like It just didn't matter. And the what was important was just our health. And that we were just not doing what we were supposed to do and keeping ourselves in check and keeping the stress in check and how much we were in survival mode. And that was not healthy at all. And being in fight or flight just culminated into this situation that we were in and being in this hospital of like, damn, we have been on a huge roller coaster and we need to slow the fuck down and literally the universe pushing us off of a ledge of like you guys need to stop everything that you're doing and all the reality set in right the powerful point where 
you know, I did have to break my son's hearts that we were moving from their school and not just only moving from, you know, the home that they love so much that they grew up in, but that we were moving areas and schools. And that's a part of me that I'm going to have to, I have to process in a different, I don't know if I'll do it in an episode, but that was, it was hard. A lot of the things that I had to do were super, super hard. And some of it I had to do by myself. And I'm not sure if that was healthy for me. Um, but thank goodness I was having therapy at this time because I don't know how I would have gotten through even that, everything. And me having therapy sessions throughout this time was the outlet I needed to at least have something for, not just for me, but to be able to help even handle what was happening to me at the time. And I'm super grateful for my therapist. And I wanted to share in this episode, like what helped and what shifted, because that's the whole point of my podcast, right? Is the evolution of it all. And as I'm someone who knows that I'm a powerful manifester and that I'm in this season or not even season, I'm a super expander and the things have been shifting in my life because I had been manifesting and setting into it, you know, speaking into existence and claiming it into my life that it only makes sense that everything is shifting into a place that feels so uncomfortable because I have been asking for this. This is a complete life change that has never happened in my, you know, lineage, right? And for my ancestors, all of it. I am stopping cycles, breaking them, starting new ones, and putting my life and my family in a new trajectory that has never existed for us before. That there has to be some things that are hard. There has to be some decisions that are made that are not, you know, ideal. But because the vision that I have in my mind is so powerful and so vivid and exactly what I want to happen, that, of course, all the things that no longer serve me in this life are removing themselves and shifting in a way where it's positioning me to make room for all the things I have been asking for. It was hard to be in such lowest of lows. But the fact that I had already done a lot of healing work and attained a lot of tools that can help me cope through it as best as I could because honey, I probably could have done better, right? I probably could have done a lot better. Definitely could have put my body through a little bit less stress if I would have tapped into all of my, like, you know, meditations or journaling and all the things, but I was literally in survival mode and that is okay also. And to be gentle with how you are dealing with things is exactly the only way how I knew how to do it was to just be gentle and to just keep going, and to let myself sit in it was hard, but definitely necessary. Every time I feel like I need to do so. One of the biggest struggles of this time 
was I was so focused on my family, right, that I had the calling, right, like the community that I have built, the, you know, platform that I have, you know, I have with this podcast and all of that being on hold and magical head and not being able to show up for them the way how I usually do and, you know, do workshops and do all the things. It was so hard to just even show up for me that I had to put everything else aside just to be okay in myself. And I'm so appreciative of, you know, Magical Mohead and the the tribe we have built that whenever I showed up when I can, they showed up for me also. Being, being able to be gentle with myself of like, you know, hey, are you rushing into things? Are you doing this because you want to or you feel like because you have to? Um, give yourself some time to recover. And I must say that even though, you know, Moosehead went back to work in, you know, the middle of April and things started to feel better, I definitely had such a hard time of trying to even recover from everything that had happened. And mind you, we're still thinking that we're living in the harbor area and trying to find a place. It was, it had been some of the most stressful times of applying to places and seeing all the competition just in applicants. It's just, it's just a crazy time. And nobody could have told us in October that this all would have transpired this way. Being able to let go of how things were going to come to us was I felt like the shift that happened in May. And once I let go of the quote-unquote control I thought I had on my life, things shifted in ways that even I am still astonished that, oh, fuck, like, we're in this new place. We're out of my parents' house. We're, you know, out of the school that I did not, I thought I wanted them to be in, but didn't work out that way just like you know could somebody pinch me is this actual real you know and being in a house that we like and being able to fit comfortably in here it feels surreal now right and how how that short span of time where I literally felt so much better and my outlook on how things were transpiring and trying to process everything that had been happening and giving myself that grace to just recover and to allow for what I had been manifesting to start to shift in that direction is exactly why my life started to feel like, oh snap, this being uncomfortable is actually where I need to be in order for things to move into my life and shift into the way how they're supposed to. And no matter how much I try to control, once I let go of how it was going to come to me and focus my attention on the things I can accomplish and the efforts I could put into other things, like, you know, trying to just get ready for the move, um, you know, open up, the area in which we were looking to move into, 
I made more room for more possibilities to flow into my life instead of keeping myself so contained in this box of control. Shout out to hearing the kids in the background and grasping on to my core belief of my life isn't falling apart, it's falling into place and reminding myself of that over and over and over again really kept the hope alive inside of me of like, this is not the end all be all. This is temporary, just like the bad is temporary. The good is also temporary. That is just the flow of life and not having to just reside in that one space all the time, but being able to be open to the flow coming in and out of your life, right? And then also giving myself the time to grieve everything that has happened. I didn't think I was going to feel that way when we sold our home. I didn't think I was going to be super sad. I was I was so fed up with the energy in that house that all I wanted was to go back to it, right? Because that was what was comfortable. And everything that was happening to me at that time was super uncomfortable, right? Being at my mom's house and Moose being in the hospital, like, so uncomfortable. My kids thinking that they were adjusting and that they weren't adjusting the way how I, we wanted them to. It's just so much, so much, so much, so much. And letting go and focusing my intentions and focusing my attention on the things that were good, that were positive, and that, hey, the things that don't feel good, I can sit in that for a while and honor it too. And reminding myself why we made this decision in the first place of there's a bigger vision to this at the end of the day. Bigger than this house, bigger than the money in the bank, bigger than the small inconveniences that were happening at the time. There's a vision, the end goal at the end of the day that I had to remind myself like this is all going to lead to that. Or something better. And to allow that to happen. To allow flow to come into my life. Back in December, I stepped into being a super expander. And like, yeah, good things are going to happen to me all the time. But just because they're not the ideal things doesn't mean that they're not good at the end of the day. I'm actually moving towards things that I actually want in this life, even though it might get a little messy, it might get a little hard, it might be a little, might get a little challenging. I'm stepping into being a super expander. And one of the traits of being a super expander is accepting that, hey, this might not feel that great at that time, but baby, there's a reason why this is shifting out of your life. There's a reason why this is coming into your life. There is a path and we're going to get there. And that words are so powerful and that I myself have willed all of this into my life and all the talk I had about being unhappy about the environment we were in, being, you know, wanting more, like just all the things I had been wishing and manifesting and I thought my life was going to stay cushy. I thought my life was going to not change. Like, what planet was I on? The universe 
is always listening. God or whoever it is that you believe in, divine source, all of the things. It's always listening and working towards the things that you want. And the biggest thing you have to do is move out of the way. It's always listening. It's always conspiring with you, never against you. So that's why it's super, super important to be careful with the things that you want because it's going to come to fruition. The things that you hold attention to, that's going to come to fruition big time. So to stay in that space of knowing that the thing that you want is going to come or something like it or better, that's all you need to reside. And the how is not of your concern. But to listen when inspired action comes into place and to actually take action on those things, that is your soft spot right there. I want to end with this and that I'm glad that I'm here. It's surreal to finally be like, oh crap. I'm in, I'm not in the eye of the storm anymore. Do I know what's next? No idea. But the things I have learned of being able to let go and to not have quote unquote control, which equals to the resistance of everything that's supposed to flow into my life. Once I move out of that way of control and resistance, things started to flow into my life a lot faster. When I realized that when this house, when we signed, when we signed for this house, and when I went to go see, you know, just who bought this house and all the things. This house was actually bought on the day that we moved out of our Orange County home. And one of the best things that I got out of Magical Mohead Morning from one of my favorite people, Carol Mommy said, your house is getting ready for you. And literally, that is exactly what was happening at that time. Because just settling for the places that, just to get out of the desperation of it, just settling for things, not honoring the way how you're feeling. If it doesn't feel good and you're still trying to just do it just because you're so frustrated with what's happening, nothing's going to come good from that. Nothing's going to come from those spaces that don't feel that great. So why are you even entertaining these options that don't suit you? When I realized that once I had to let go and move out of my own way and how much resisting resistance I was in, baby, I just knew that this was just not where I needed to be in and I was just in fight or flight and just trying to survive. When I meant more than just surviving, I know that I thrive in my life. I had to just remind myself and to let go and to make way for things to flow into my life. I want to leave you with this. To not give up hope on that vision that you have for your life. And that even though it feels like once you make the decision, everything starts to crumble or things start to shift into ways that feel uncomfortable, is to not give up on your long vision. The end result, that is what you're heading towards. And to let go of having to convince people of that vision. That vision was only given to you and to you alone.
And your job is not to convince other people to come along or to join along. Your vision was meant for you and you alone. And to act on that and to live as if. And when you are functioning in your purpose and when you are living in that, people will follow. And you don't have to convince anyone for it. You really don't. And the part that gets us messy is when you're trying to convince other people of it. Being able to just be cemented in that and moving through the storm. The universe hears you and will conspire with you. And as you live in that purpose and as you honor the things that you want by making room and letting go of control... The universe will move mountains for you. And yeah, will it get a little bit sticky? Will you have to do things that you never thought you had to do? But if it meant living the life that you want to have, are you willing to say yes? And that you're all in? Are you going to be like, oh wait, let me take a step back and let me think about this for a second. What does that look like for you? Because there was so many times in these last eight months that I wanted to give up. And I wanted to, I wanted everything to just end. I don't want to feel this anymore. And this was just too hard. And my body was not being able to handle it all. And I just, I just wanted out. And that's not the place where I wanted to reside in either. So when I let go of that control and let go of that resistance and when I let go of that scarcity, so much flow started to come into our lives. Sometimes things just don't happen for a reason. They're just a part of your path. But being able to roll with that and to keep moving forward and understanding that, hey, I know that you feel like you're surviving right now, but that you are thriving through this. Sometimes that's a little bit hard to see when you're in the thick of it. But when you're on the other side of it, how beautiful it is and how resilient and how strong you are and how you doing the things to honor that vision that you have for yourself. It makes it feel good in the moment so that when you arrive to that destination, your attachment to the joy that it's going to make you feel you're actually feeling that joy right now and in this moment. So I want to leave you here. So as I close out, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, leave a five-star rating and a review. It just helps me keep the good stuff coming. And I will see you guys on the next episode. I love you guys. Bye-bye.